0: Hello and welcome again to the uh, podcast. Uh we are going through the Bible. We have been talking about the goodness of God, how we can see God's goodness wrapped and laced and intertwined throughout all of the stories that we we're going through in the Bible. Now I want to take a quick detour or a slight detour as we continue going through the Bible story by story and uh, we just got done talking about Noah. We just got done talking about how God was good through the flood to Noah's family and how he saved them and then we're going to talk about and we've talked about how God did not allow lawlessness, evil doing get so far that he could no longer um that that they would no longer allow themselves to be heard that it was best for him it was actually good for him to to restart basically to to cut off the world and to restart that um and it also shows that his that's what we deserved as as mankind as humans are. We deserve to be destroyed and to be killed and all that stuff. Check out the check out the podcast beforehand. You'll be able to see all that. But I want to take a slight dude tour, I'm gonna to continue going through the stories of um, the Bible and we're gonna be talking about um, Noah after the flood comes down. Um, it's Noah and his family. And Noah basically becomes a drunkard. He he, he grows a vineyard, he drinks from the wine every night, gets drunk, lays around naked, his son, uh, Shem, I believe it was, Shem, I believe, uh, saw him naked, went and told his brothers, um, his brothers walked backwards to cover him up, and then Noah comes out, and he then curses Shem, um, saying that his descendants are going to serve, uh, the the descendants of Ham and Japheth, um, so, while well, I'll be honest with you, I can't really find a good way to twist that to show God's goodness. I guess if we start trying to look through the descendants of Shem and, and Ham and Japheth, we might be able to look and see how God blessed them, even in the midst of all of this. And, and we could do that, and honestly, that doesn't really excite me as we go through the study. But what kind of hit me is, one, why was Noah so mad Two, how is it that Shem or Shem's oldest son, Canaan, could receive the, the curse and have it be so prominent in them? And and really, what this story comes down to, more than anything else, is a story about respect. Now, what, what, what does that, what's respect that we're talking about? So, we have here, we have Noah, who basically lost his purpose. He had served God faithfully when there was craziness happening. God saves him. He's now here. Back at the... Um, he's now back on the, back on the earth. And all he's doing is he's just surviving. He's growing food. Uh, growing grapes. Really, it's just him, his wife, his sons, and his daughter-in-laws. That's it. There's no other humans on the planet. Um, and I I can almost be positive that he got depressed. And so what he does is he goes and he gets some wine, like he goes and he ferments some grapes and he gets some wine and he gets, gets drunk as all get out. Um, now look at here that a lot of times as man in our 21st century culture, we literally get mad and accuse. like we get mad at Noah. And say, well, he was a drunkard, and yes, he was. But it kind of makes sense that he was a drunkard. I mean, if you think about it, all of his friends and family, all of, all of his family, extended family, and all of his friends were dead. It's just him, his wife, his kids, and his and their their wives. Like that, That's that's tough to go through a population of people to only just the uh, two, four, six, eight, ten of them. Did I get it right? Ten of them. Um that that that's that's depressing, and then seeing all the things that you had to build, all the things that you could have enjoyed in life before were gone. The music was gone, all the other stuff was gone because it was all destroyed in the world, and so that is really tough to be able to deal with. Um, on top of that, we also see that like even wine and alcohol and things like that. That in and of itself is not inherently bad. Uh, we use alcohol to clean wounds. We, I mean, alcohol can even be used to, you know, drink and enjoy and have a good time. Um, drinking alcohol is not bad. It, and most of the time, the Bible doesn't pose it as bad. Bible, the Bible discourages it because for a prince, a king, a one who is a ruler, that. They should not drink wine unless they get drunk, forget the law, break the law, and then they have to be held to the same standard to the law that they had, to the law that they broke. And so that means death, and that's death. Um, in Proverb it says, you know, give wine to the poor and to the destitute, to the, to the needy, to the ones that, so they, that way they can drink and forget their troubles. It also says in Proverbs that, you know, just what I said before, don't give strong do don't give in to strong drink lest or king should not give in a strong drink lest they drink and forget the law and break it. So the the whole idea of this is that it's not that alcohol is is bad. Um, but it can lead us to do things that are not so good, and we have to understand that it's not what goes into a man. The alcohol that goes into a man does not defile a man, but it's what comes out, is what he does under the influence. You can't just, um, as the uh, my millennial showing, you can't just blame it on the alcohol. Uh, you have to actually, um, actually, I need to say you can't just blame it on the a- 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 alcohol because that's the actual song lyrics okay i'm old i got it so you can't just blame on the alcohol you you have to take credit for and your responsibility for your actions so Noah doesn't take no doesn't take responsibility for his actions he does it he gets drunk shem comes in and basically tells the brothers to embarrass him to put shame on noah and it's out of that of that heart attitude that noah curses that Shem basically took this moment to to embarrass no in front of his family, basically in front of his kids. And but his other two sons, um, what they did is they did their best to honor him. They did the best because it was because of him that they were saved. It's because of his righteousness that he was living that they were able to live through the destruction of the world. And so they were able to notice that. They were able to see that. They were able to honor that. And that is why they covered him the way that they did. And that's why they weren't cursed because they had a way of trying to honor. And when we can honor God, instead of trying to bring them to shame, when we can honor our, our forefathers, our fathers, our pastors, instead of trying to get them in a gotcha moment, but we try to cover them and honor them with Should I cover them and honor them with our love, with our words, with respect? That is going to position us to be able to better honor God and what he wants us to do. And I know I personally have a hard time doing that. I want to criticize leadership um, in a church. I want to criticize the church people. um, And I am one of them. So it ends up criticizing me a lot into all of this. But when we can honor people for who they are, and we take that as a credit and as a habit of honoring people, then we can be exalted. We can be blessed. Instead, when we walk around dishonoring people, we are walking around with a curse. So those are my thoughts for today. Uh, Let me know what you think if you're listening, and uh, we will uh, pick this up again tomorrow. I will uh, talk to you guys later. God bless.